Welcome to Rory Ray's Business Siren Have It All Radio for Women. Hi, this is Rory Ray, and I want to welcome you to this wonderful interview series. Today I have with me the great love coach, Natalina. And what you might want to do is go find out who she is and take a, take a look at her picture and download her freebie. So I'm going to t- tell you where to go to, to get to know her. Love Coach Natalina, N-A-T-A-L-I-N-A dot com. And you'll see it's a gorgeous website. She's a gorgeous woman. She can pretty much change your life. And her personal story is so awesome, you're going to want to read it. Go download her, her freebie. Find out how to get his commitment. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, and it's very unique. All right, so I'll be telling you about that all throughout this. But I want right now to say hello to Natalina. Natalina, thank you for being here. Absolutely. You're so wonderful, and I enjoyed being with you at a live event uh, earlier this year. You're just awesome. And thank you for your testimonial, too. I have that up on YouTube. Natalina's got some gorgeous videos and some wonderful things that can help you to not only, you know, have it all, but sometimes just directly helping you get a man. Is that right? That's very, very true. Very, very true. All, All right, so I, I want so much I want to ask you. Your personal story is for me about becoming confident and following your own dream. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Well, being confident so that you get what it is that you want. My entire personal story is wrapped up around certain things that I, as a child, as an adolescent, never thought I could have. So my story became all about gaining that confidence and that belief that it is possible, belief that the impossible is actually possible. (laughs) Wow. So what? Tell me, tell me more about that. What? What did you believe and what did you want? Well, I mean, there was there was a, a decent list. One of the things was. Going to China, learning Chinese, oh my gosh. things like getting married, all of those things were all in this list lumped together. And at this point, I've, you know, I've accomplished, I, ha- I lived in, I lived in, I lived in Taiwan for a while and that basically I was able to be immersed in that cultural environment and I, I did learn to speak the language. Wow. Um, So you can coach in Chinese? I probably could. I've not tried to at this point, but I probably could. But it's an awesome that's an awesome skill that you, you got. What happened after you left Taiwan? Well, I decided I was gonna get married. That was kind of I, I grew up in a very religious background and that was kind of just the next step for me. Okay. And uh, being a kind of an awkward adolescent, my words, not necessarily anyone else's. I was kind of the nerdy, shy type, and I didn't really get out much. So I had no idea how I was going to get from, I was going to go from single to married, and <laughs> I had no idea how long it was going to take either. I just knew that was that was my next goal. You know, I, I conquered China, figuratively speaking. Marriage shouldn't be that hard. It felt hard. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) 
the the part of the story that is so fundamentally important to me is that by marrying the man of your choice, you flew in the face of your entire childhood training and your entire family. Are you willing to talk about that, or is it too personal? No, I, I'm I'm very willing to talk about about that. I, it, it was important in my story, and if it can help someone else, I'm I'm very very open to sharing. That's good. I mean, I can't think of anything harder than flying in the face of everything you know. Well, for, for me, it was. This has kind of been the at the center of all of the change in my life. Wanting to be the good girl, I know a lot of people can relate to just wanting to be the good one, just wanting to to do everything right. Yes. That was me to probably a fault. It kept me from doing a lot of things in my life. And the way that I learned, and this, I believe this is very, very important, how you learn what is right and what is wrong is... And just knowing when you when you know what what is your biggest indicator for knowing what is right and what's wrong. For some people, it's school. For some people, it's church. For some people, it's their parents. For me, the biggest I want to say that the biggest influence was the church. But to be honest, it's really the parental. My parents, they were the biggest influences in my life. I think anybody. I think most everybody can say that their parents exactly have influence in their life, and so my parents, their teaching for what is right, what is wrong, what makes them happy, should also make me happy. <laughs> and when it, when I started sharing some of these bigger, kind of far-fetched dreams with them, and not getting the same feedback of wow this is this would be a really good thing it really got me into questioning well what is what is right what is wrong how can you know the whole how yeah. can what feels so right be so wrong that question yeah <laughs> and did this conflict last a long time what threw you over the edge in being able to make a choice for yourself well <laughs> Again, it was a kind of a long time in coming, but kind of sped up after I got home from Taiwan. You see, before I left for Taiwan, I actually went to Taiwan as a part of a mission trip for for the church. Um, right, so it was that, okay. That was, yes, yes, right. And that's kind of what I how how I approached that aspect of it. Before that, I had approached my parents several different times telling them that I wanted to go and live in China and teach English and be a teacher and possibly never, ever come home, which is kind of a scary thing for, you know, very, very Caucasian parents who, you know, they want to protect their, they, they want to protect their daughter. They want to be able to be there for her. And this dream that I had was not anywhere in their plans or was it was in no way comfortable for them. Right. I brought it up on several different occasions, you know, had all of my paperwork, knew exactly what school I was going to. That continued to be a big issue for 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 them, for me, for us. It was a big deal all around. You know, it was Yeah. To me it seemed like it should be really easy. This is what I want. I've already done the work. Please right. give me your blessing. 
but it never, it didn't happen. Eventually, after two rounds of, you know, new schools, you know, getting my, my passport stuff and getting, you know, going through this process twice, the full process and then declining, I, uh, <laughs> I had, I sat down and had a conversation with my mom and, and she basically said, you know what, we'll, we'll compromise with you if the church sends you to, to China, then we'll, we, we, we will, we will not ever get in the way of what, where you want to go. You know, so that was, you know, my physical boundaries. <laughs> so you found a way around it. So uh, when, well, yeah, I did. <laughs> so when you got back, though, when you wanted to marry a different kind of man and have a different kind of a life, uh, you didn't have anybody at your back no. or anything. So how did you make that jump? Well, I I I was listening out of you know out of the blue. I did find your program catalog to have the relationship you want tools, the modern siren tools, and it it really that was the one thing in my life that kind of supported me through making what decisions I needed to make. Um, leading up to how I found it though, and what I used myself i mean my my goal back back to my goal the original goal was to get married and while i thought of that goal i wasn't like you know what i want to marry someone that's completely of a different faith than what i'm used to that never really that never really came up for me i didn't think that's what that's what i wanted i didn't think that's i didn't think that was what was going to happen you didn't think I you were going to strike out on your own and you weren't prepared for it <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I really, what I wanted, actually what was on my list, was that I I, I would find a, a man who I felt good with and that I, you know, that I felt confident with, with my family, you know. The guys that I dated in the past, I, you know, sometimes I would right. feel like I was the goober or, I, you know, that he wasn't respected or I wasn't respected for being with him. You know, it always... It, things just didn't match up and so that was that was on my list just to feel to feel like to feel confident with the man I was with so when when you met your husband and you decided to marry him even though he was what what was your relation what have you are you very aware now that you've made a choice and that your relationship with your husband has somehow way eclipsed your relationship with your past and your parents? Yes. And do you, um, how does that fuel your coaching practice? Well, for one thing, I believe that anything is possible. Anything can be healed. You know, anything that you want can be had. Um, That's basically where it's gotten me. And I know how to get there. Do you mourn the loss of the connection with your parents and all that, all having all that behind you and kind of being out there by yourself? Now, that's kind of an interesting question because by saying mourn the loss, there's been some hard times, and I can say that things have gotten significantly better. As I have become more of who I am, as I have embraced my relationship with my husband, my relationship with myself, as I've been building my own business, as I've 
become stronger as a coach. Like, like, it's like looking back on your life. You realize that your parents never wanted for you to be unhappy. Like, um, I'll give you an example. Um, One of the last conversations I had with my mom before, as I was, um, I I was either flying to or flying home from the live weekend um, with you. Actually, I was talking to my mom and she said, you know, your husband gets you in a way that I never could. I never did. I never understood you that way. And I'm so glad that he's in your life. Wow. Um, so to say, do I mourn that connection? I, it, it seems to have changed into something more, uh, more c- completely different, where it's not like you're depending on somebody to save you or be behind you, but the all of a sudden it, it adds to your adultness, kind of, yeah. and your own responsibility for your life. It's a whole different thing I'm hearing. Yeah. Do you feel that it's given you more room to become more yourself and, and to reach for more things? I do. It Sometimes it kind of scares me how, like, adult I feel sometimes. I get that, yeah. Well, just just speaking about your business, uh, you've leapt further ahead than almost anybody I've ever heard of. I mean, you, you, you're so sweet and so kind and so effective as a coach for women. You get such amazing results, and you're so kind and emotional, which is something I just love about you. You just feel the emotion coming through you, and so I, I, I trust you instinctively, and I think that that's why women come to you so much for all of this, plus the fact that you have taken such a major, so many leaps in your life, you know, jumped off a cliffs, cliffs for me, and, and so that they can relate to... Uh, wanting what you have, but not only that, they know you can relate to what it feels like to be like free-falling. Right. So this success that you're having as a coach, how does that now relate with your husband? Is he on board with you? Uh, I heard your mother sort of being on board with you. Is, is your husband on board with you? How do you manage this complicated thing of working from home and working and yet being a wife and being in love all at the same time? Because surely you didn't plan on it. I wanted I wanted to have a career where I could work at home so that, you know, I, I would be able to be a bigger part of oh. my children. But I don't have kids yet, but that was the plan. That was the plan. And this... This opportunity of being a coach, I didn't know that, you know, coaching was even a real thing until having come in contact with, with your programs. It's it's probably been one of the best things that's you know, that's ever happened in my in my career life it's, as being a professional, it's feeling like I'm you know, being I'm contributing to the world in a in a big way and, and being of of use in, in a bigger way than just for myself. Um, to answer the question about how supportive is my husband about this, um, he's actually been a lot more supportive of me than I have of myself in, in this whole endeavor, which has really surprised me. I don't know why it surprised me so much, but he's really been kind of my biggest cheerleader, I would say. 
Wow. So you picked you picked well. Well, let me ask you this: How do you how do you align your you know masculine and feminine energies? I mean, you're very proactive in your business. You uh, raise your rates. You know, just with on faith, and it works. You you know you continue to work on what you're doing and promotion when you're when you're in your masculine energy doing that how do you combine that with being in your feminine energy with your man how do you find that well for one thing when when you're in your when you're in your masculine energy working on things like for the world and for it kind of has like like you become like this magnet like i'll come out of a session and like my husband will be like looking at me like in a way different way like i'll 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 do some marketing or i'll do i'll do some work on my business and when i come out of my you know my home office or you know (laughs) and see him like he's looking at me at an in an entirely different way you know i can feel you know it's it's kind of hard to describe in words, but you just I feel more love from him. Like it's like like I'm inspiring him. It's like I'm inspiring the world just by being who I'm being. And I mean, we're always somewhat in our masculine energy. It's just what I've been coming to find is where do you where do you focus that energy? Okay, this is fascinating. What I'm hearing is that when you are sitting working on your marketing and working on your business, you are not in some kind of hard, closed, totally mental place. Because if you if you were, when you stepped out, he would feel slightly. He wouldn't feel the way he feels. You must come out radiating something. And what you mentioned. Uh, really stuck with me, which is you're doing something for the world. Does that inform you constantly while you're working? I d- does that come to me? Yeah. Do you while feel yourself feeling that that this is beyond you in some way? Sometimes it's just kind of the inkling of I hope that I'm giving what is needed at this time. I'm, I sometimes it's only a small little like wispy feeling of you know I my entire intent was in this in in the work that I did and I hope that it's it's picked up in that same perspective. And when you write or do a sales page or you know put together some something that's about selling something or put a link in or redesign something on your website. Do you have that same feeling about that? Um, sometimes. So, I, so I do sometimes. I'm not going to say every single time because that wouldn't really sound I, – I wouldn't be convinced if I, if I said every single time. Sometimes it's just the satisfaction of, okay, this is where we're going and I know this is – this is how to get you there. I know this is how to get me there. I know this is how to get you there. This is, you know, this is the road. Uh-huh. This is the link. You know, sometimes it's more of a, okay, let's just take this one step at a time because I know this is what's going to get us to where we want. It's not, it doesn't always feel like, you know, woohoo. 
you know, but that's part of, you know, that's part of the draw of it, you know. But you can sense that you're on a road or in a process? Yes. Do you feel that that keeps you from sticking um, into the thing you're doing in a way sticking that, to that would, would yeah. tighten up your energy? It's what's, yeah. What I'm hearing well, from you is you're able to stay loose somehow. Yeah. Staying loose, finding some way to stay loose, as you know, is really, really important. Because otherwise, when you get too focused on the on the what you want and the how of how you're going to get there, besides just okay, I trust myself and I'm going to keep walking, I'm going to keep going. I, you know, I've I've already I've done the work, I've got the tools. You know, it's that confidence inside you that kind of just lights the way the rest of the way. And you can do it tool at a time until you get to what your goal is. It doesn't really matter what your goal is. It doesn't matter if, you know, a sales page is part of that goal or, you know, if, you know, flirting with 100 men is part of that goal. It's still part of, you know, the trip. What? Where do you want to go? What goal do you have? So the lighter you can feel about each part of each step you take, the happier, you know, the journey is going to be and the more, you know, the more satisfied you're going to be when you get to where you said that you want to go. Well, I can see just from hearing that how you are so successful with uh, your love coaching that you really sound like you're able to help a woman get into the process of it. And as she starts to flow more, what do you do? to help her do that? As it gets into more flow? Yeah, how to how to keep help keep her loose a little bit instead of focusing on, let's say, the man in front of her or or the pre- presentation in front of her or the sales page in front of her or the date in front of her. Well, I I like I personally like to get really excited about what it is that's in front of you first, you know, cuz oh. you can you can Look at anything from any perspective, but if you can just, like, enjoy what's right in front of you right now, like, oh, my God, there's a man in front of me. Like, what am I going to do? Like, okay, yeah, we can be freaked out about it or, you know, get take your moment and freak out about it because that can be fun. I know how fun it is to feel that freaked <laughs> out feeling. But, and then... <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's be honest here. We're going to have to go back into that. That is awesome. Go ahead, please. Keep going. <laughs> but then, you know, once you get over the shock that there's a man in front of you talking to you, you can be like, oh, wow, there's a man right in front of me talking to me. I didn't even have to get up. I didn't uh, – how much effort I didn't have to do, and this man is here. Wow. Ooh, wow. It doesn't matter what I say, like, I'm only going to get better. You see how, like, the mindset kind of shifts? Like, you can freak out about anything, but you can also be excited about anything. That was that was pretty brilliant. I really felt that profoundly. I, I My own take on what you just said was, like, well, first enjoy the freak out that we can talk about more, but, wow, what I can get out of this moment that I didn't have to do anything to create other than show up and sit there or whatever or start typing, 
um, is a completely different way of experiencing it. Then I can feel my own self focusing on my fear of failure in that moment. I can feel it. I can feel myself wanting to resist um, enjoying this moment because I'm focused on how it's going to turn out and whether or not I'm going to fail, and then what am I going to feel. And you're talking about a whole switch into a different mindset there. How do I how do I conquer my moment of fear that I'm going to fail or that I'm going to be punished or it's going to turn around and bite me if I try okay. to be successful at this? You know, it's the same thing whether I'm successful by pushing the button on an email that's going to sell something or whether I'm going to continue to talk to this man who walked up to me. I just before before we go into the 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 deeper stuff of this situation, I want to kind of draw the attention to where we're focused. By by fearing, you know, rejection, by fearing all of that is in the future. It hasn't happened yet. And by putting all of your intention or all of your your focus, all of your energy on the rejection that has not happened and possibly will never happen, you know, because just the opposite is also equally as true. You know, you could be wildly successful, you know. This man may want to, like, marry you right now, like, just express his undying love to you. You don't know what, you know, all of all of the possibilities are possible at this point in time. So once you get to to an awareness and start cultivating awareness of where is your energy going and what are you invested in? Are you, you more invested in this feeling of failure or just this, what am I feeling right now? And what is it that I really want? Because that's a big difference between, you know, big difference between those two. I could feel that. I could, I can feel that. I mean, there are areas in my life where my first uh, instinct is to go to the fear of what's going to happen in the future, and I need to work with it, but I love what you've just done. <laughs> uh, uh, putting that as future, I hadn't really even thought of it that way. But you can't know. So is this how you help a woman overcome her fear of online dating or... What's going to happen if she doesn't call a man or there's a whole conundrum about doing nothing? I always, I always take, I take my clients one step at a time. Of course, we do talk about future stuff like, you know, when your calendar is filled to the brim, you know, what would that feel like? How, is that what you want? Is that what we're working towards? You know, because you've got to be goal-oriented, and yes, it's natural that you're going to feel the fear, but the fear, you know, in and of itself is an exciting thing. That's kind of worth chasing the fear pretty much. Anytime you go out to get a goal, you know, you're chasing fear. Because fear is basically just what we feel when we get to the to the very edge of what we know. I love that. Chasing fear. Oh, my gosh. Please write a book about that. I love that. That fits right in. You just gave me a chill. Fits right in with the loving the freak out, enjoying that freak out part. Is that sort of part of this? 
part of loving the entire package because we can choose to love everything about life and being alive or we can be afraid of it and hate it. And in a sense, what you're saying is that by choosing, making this choice, then everything falls into place and gets better as opposed to the other alternative. When, well, you this choose, is, uh, when you choose love over over being afraid, when you choose love over, you know, not, you know, o- over the hate of not having what you say that you want, it, when you love instead of sacrifice, things just kind of transform all by themselves. You know, you one day you wake up, and it's not an overnight thing, but when you get to when you when you when you finally merge with this becomingness principle, you know you just wake up and you're like, wow, my my life actually is pretty darn good. My life is actually pretty darn good, and I I actually do believe that if I wanted X Y Z, I could have it. Wow, Natalina, this has been awesome. The last ten fifteen minutes, you've just given me chills. Uh, please go on over to lovecoachnatalina.com, get her free, find out how to get his commitment, talk to her, read her personal story. She's also uh, pretty savvy in business, so if that's part of your package, she's your girl. Natalina, thank you so much. I just appreciate your time with me this morning. Thank you. I always enjoy a moment with Rory. All right. Most, most, most excellent. And thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.